as you do. But I'm telling you right now, the moment that you have a conversation with me, I'm going to hold you accountable. So if you're not ready to be held accountable, do not call me, do not text me, any of those things. But even if you're not, I still challenge you to do so because it's very important that we change the narrative. We got to change. We have to change our mindset. It's very important. So, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that people understood. Listen, you know, if someone tells you they had the credit secrets to life, walk away from them because credit is not a secret. It's just not being taught. Welcome, everybody, back to another exciting show, the About That Water podcast. My guest today for uh, the second episode for season two is Dell. Dell, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, Dell McLean is the owner of the Peaceful Balance Restored, and he is a board-certified credit specialist. So, Dell, if you can just kind of give the audience a little bit of history about yourself and what made you decide to be a board certified credit specialist. Absolutely. Uh, and I just want to say thank you so much, you know, for giving me this opportunity to have this conversation with people um, and, and really, you know, dive into this. This is an amazing uh, platform. And, you know, I know that you're going to do amazing things with this. So again, I salute you for, you know, um, giving me the opportunity, you know, to, to talk to the people, to your, our people, you know, um, and educate them and help them really change the mindset. So, um, a little bit about myself, um, you know, I'm originally from California. Um, right now, I, I currently live in Florida. Um, so I went from one sea to the other, wow. you know, one ocean to the other, you know, <laughs> um, couldn't stay away from the beach. <laughs> so um, about credit. I didn't know about credit until I was about 31 years old. Like, like not ever introduced to nothing? Like, it if you would have said FICO to me three years ago, Mm-hmm. I would have thought you were saying something in the foreign language. Like, wow. that's how I was with credit. Like, I knew there was no one around me who talked about credit. There was no conversations about them. So it was never really something that I, you know, put any type of, you know, um, uh, time into. Because I no one around me was talking about it, right? So my entire life, I, I went through stages of just trying to figure out, you know, it, like, how can I possibly make this better? You know, I, everyone's had the question of this can't be it. Like that, like me just going to work, paying bills and, you know, paying rent, you know, paying a cart, like this can't, like there has to be more to this, right? So, you know, I went through my entire life with those type of questions. You know, uh, is this it? You know, I, I, I'm supposed to be doing more. Uh, so many different things, but when it came to me being introduced to, to credit, um, it was so much at a crossroads. It was at a point where um, it was, I was trying to go to college to, become, to get into logistics. Um, I used to be a truck driver. Um, I drove you know, all the states uh, in an 18-wheeler for two and a half years. Um, I ended up getting injured. Um, and, and that injury uh, took me away from being able to drive anymore. Um, I lost, you know, 60% of my, uh, the strength of my left leg. So I was at a crossroads. I had to figure out how to rewalk. I was on crutches for like a year. So I had to, you know, relearn how to walk, you know, go through all kinds of therapy, all types of things, right? So time where I was finally, you know, 
getting back to walking and, you know, my normalities, I was trying to figure out what was I going to do in my life. At the time, I was 27, 28, 29 years old. So, you know, you know, it, 30 is back yeah, <laughs> yep. the door, right? <laughs> so it's like, okay, I literally just went through the worst thing, you know, one of the worst things in my entire life, figuring out how to rewalk again at 28, 29 years old, you know, and so I was trying to get into college and it didn't work. It, it was taking so long for it to work, right? And what ended up happening was um, my brother had sent me a text message on my way. Um, I was driving up to the college to try to get in. He sent me a, a, a video of something about credit, right? And I immediately shot it down. Like five, 10 seconds into the video, I shot it down. I went up to the college. They was giving me complete just... They were, it was so annoying. I, I, the experience was, was dreaded. I tried for six months to get into college. I was at my wits end going up there. I say either I'm going to be in the college today or I'm done with this. So at the, on that same, you know, that same day, my brother sent me this video about credit, you know, so when I got there, got through all that, you know, nonsense with the, with the college and they still were giving me the running around, I was like, okay. So I'm sitting, they told me to go sit down in the lobby and they'll be with me in a minute. So I'm in there, I'm, I'm furious and I'm mad. And I'm like, I, like, it's been six months. So I opened my phone and of course my brother was the last one that I talked to and there was a video. So I watched the video. I watched it the entire thing. Um, and it just, it made me think about something. It made me really think about something. So I said, let me go home. I went home and I really just, I just started really looking into it really trying to figure out, okay, I've never heard anyone talk about credit. I don't know anything about it. So let me figure this out, right? So how I finally made the decision is when I went online and I started seeing people that looked like me, but they weren't talking like me. Mm. And it confused me because here today, one of the, one of the things I tell everyone I talk to is, I used to be that guy on the other side saying, man, I, I can relate to that dude. He looks like someone I can relate to. It's just the way he talks. It's like there's something missing, something missing to where that that bridge, that gap. I can't figure out. I can relate to him. But how he talks is it, it's like it's a it's a whole nother language. I remember, like I said, if you tell, yep. if you said FICO to me, I would have thought you were talking a foreign language. So. When I finally realized what that was, and it was literally, people were just taking action. So that was the difference between that, that answer, this business answered every question I ever had. And that was, this, this can't be it. This, this can't be all that I'm supposed to be here to do. I spent 29, 30 years running my mouth, talking about a lot of different things. I told the world, I told myself, I made a promise to myself that for the remainder of my life, I will make sure everything that comes out of my mouth is going to be some type of lesson. It's going to mean something. Every word from here on out is going to mean something. So honestly, I joined this business to be something completely different from what I saw. Um, what, what, and the lack of me not knowing myself. I was 30 years old and never was sat down and someone had a conversation with me about credit. That in itself helped me understand 
I know that there's a million people out there who's, who's going through that same thing, that they've gone through their entire life and credit was all around them, but they never like either dive into it or they never knew someone that could really sit down and say, hey, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. This how, let, let's figure this out the right way and do it the right way. No. So my first credit card, um, I ended up getting it uh, after I joined the business and really started to analyze and break down what credit was. I didn't want to do anything with credit until I figured out what it was, because in my mind, before I even jumped into the business, I thought that credit was for people who were born with it. I was the type of person who joked that I was born with bad credit. I was the one who said, oh, you, you, want to pay, you better staple that on my credit report. Like, that was me. I, I was the one who said those jokes. Yeah, you got to staple that on my credit. Without even knowing that, I didn't even know what I was talking about. I just heard people say credit jokes about how bad your credit was when you were born. So I just ran with it. So my first credit card that I got, um, it took me a minute before I finally, you know, because I wanted to do it the right way. You know, there's so many different people out there that, you know, they show you and tell you, oh, yeah, you know, you just apply for here. I really want to understand, OK, I don't just want to get a credit card and just to say I have one. I want to be able to have a credit card that's going to benefit me and help me understand how to show someone else how to do exactly what I did and why it's so important to do it this way. Not that it's the only way, but, hey, you've been doing it a certain way. Has it been working? It hasn't. Okay. How about you try this one? Nice. Yeah. Because one of those things that, uh, even still when I was getting my first credit card, they just gave me a, uh, my mom was telling me to just get in a sales card just because that's all she knew. <laughs> you know, everybody right. say get a jewelry card because jewelry are the first people that would actually give you some money. And yes, yes. the $5,000. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even 5,000. It was 300 when I was growing up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was that was a lot of money then. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's back when they was giving the rush cards and stuff. You know, right. the Capital Ones. That's when Capital oh, One was really rush. Those are uh, rush cards are new, new ish. At least for uh, my generation. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little a little older, uh, but you know, it was uh, department stores. So like when Hex was out, Hex was a big thing. Bloomingdale's. Okay. Uh, stuff like that. So those cars, uh, like uh, Waldorf, was uh, was not Waldorf, like not the city Waldorf, but um, it was a another department store, uh, and yeah. those were the cars. Retail, that was just retail, yeah, credit cards, yeah, basically, yeah. So, um, sorry about that. Yeah, it's crazy how <laughs> how they just snatch up everything. Man. Yeah, listen, and I tell people that all the time. You know, when it comes to retail credit cards, I always say, you know, you got to understand what it is you want to do with your credit, right? You have to understand before you dive into trying to fix your credit or get your credit where you want it, you have to know what you want to do with it. So I am 100% against anyone getting any type of retail credit card. Why, the, why reason why, yeah. the reason why is because I, I ask you a question. What is it that you want to do with your credit? See, because when you let's say you go to, you know, dealers, JCPenney's, you know, Best Buy, you know, Walmart. OK, boom, you get this credit card, right? Right. My brother, you, you need gas. Yeah. You need gas. Yeah. yeah. Walmart card. Can you oh, yeah. No, I can't. Dealer? I can't get gas with the one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. It, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so then my question would be, 
Why would you limit yourself? Mm. Now, most people say, hold on, no, wait, but there's benefits from it. Okay, this is the benefit. When you went to JCPenney's, they said, listen, you can get this credit card and you'll get 20% off of everything you just bought. You went in there and literally just bought a shirt. So you're going to charge a hard inquiry on your credit report, potentially cost you five or 10 points to get 20% off of one item one time. Does that make sense? I see. And then you can't do anything else with it besides get clothes. So unless you in JCPenney's getting clothes every single day, you're limiting yourself to what your credit can actually do for you. That is so true. Okay. You know, that's one of the reasons why I don't like department cards myself. <laughs> but, because now when it comes to, to some of those strategy, credit card strategies, I mean, I know we're just talking about after you get the credit card. Well, let's talk, um, before we start talking credit card strategies, let's talk about getting the credit card. Like you already talked about the exit strategy. Like what is, what is your end goal with getting it? Now that you got your end goal in place, now what is your strategy to pick a card? Like what do you okay. look for in a credit card? Absolutely. Um, so what I look for in a credit card is not even the credit card itself. It's the bank. That's what I look for. Because okay. think of it. Um, any credit card you get, whether it be, let's say, you know, Chime or, you know, any credit card, uh, any bank that you can think of, if that bank goes into bankruptcy and they close, you have five years of history on that credit card. They, well, if they go bankrupt and close, that's destroying your credit because the card is going to close with it. Everything that they have in that bank is going to close with it. So when people look and they say, oh, you know, well, they have this credit card and you don't have to get, you know, um, approved. It's pre-approval and you can, okay, well, what is the, what is the establishment with them? So what I tell people is, listen, if you're looking for your first credit card, mm. don't look for the first credit card, look for the bank. And when it comes to a bank, the type of bank that you want to look for is a credit union. A credit union is a number one anyone. I don't care what level of credit you want. You can have an 800 credit score. You can have a 350. The bank, a credit union is the very first thing that you want to have. The very first thing. The reason why is because you need to build a rapport. You need to build a rapport with a bank. What I mean by rapport is you walk into their bank, you, they know you by name and face. They know what you're trying to do with your credit. They know that you want to get a car or a house or that you're building to you know, start a business or whatever the case is. Think about it this way. If you, if you had a best friend and you had someone that you worked with, right? Someone at, at your job, right? You work with them. You saw them every day, but you really didn't talk to them a lot. Good morning. Good afternoon. How's your day? Going about your business, right? Right. That person at your job asks you to borrow $500, right? Then your best friend, your right-hand man or your, your wife, whoever it is, they ask you, hey, I need to borrow $500. Who are you more likely going to give the money to? Yeah, go with the best friend or your wife. Right. And right. the reason why is because the rapport that you built, the trust factor, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the person that you worked with doesn't qualify for it, but it just means you built a rapport so deep, so trustworthy that it, it's the best friend that you're going to give it to your wife, your, your spouse, your partner, your sibling, your mother, your dad, versus just a random person. That's the same thing with a bank. A person who's built a rapport with a credit union can get approved for something a lot easier than someone who walked in and they're a random person. 
because now I, I want to make sure that who this random person is, that you actually have everything that you're saying. I got to look at your report. I got to make sure everything sticks versus someone I built a rapport with that I know from day one. Hey, Dale. You're listening to the About That Wallet podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. Are you tired of being broke? Is the month lasting longer than your actual paychecks? Well, get the Simple Budget Calendar. You can get the Simple Budget Calendar at aboutthatwallet.com shop and download your Simple Budget Calendar today. You said a year ago that you wanted to build your credit to get a car. We've looked at your credit. We see, you know, you got a, you know, a credit card with us. We see where your credit is. You can get a pre-approved for a car right now because they already know where you're going. They already have that trust factor with you. And I, I guess it kind of gets to the root of the word credit, which is the credibility that you, they have to build it. Um, yes. And going on along with that, you have your credit score that comes along with it. Yes. So, yeah, I like how we, we messed that together. We're going to take it forward, get it back. All right. Yeah. So, because <laughs> you, you got your credit, but then how do you build your credit score is based on the history that you have with other people, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Go down and um, can you just kind of take back a little bit on when it comes to the credibility to building that credit, um, that credit history up? So again, basically, you want to start, you starting with the bank, right? Right. And the reason why, again, is because, like you said, the credibility, they're going to, they're going to be able to see everything that you are doing with your credit. And, and there are two things about a bank that'll never change. Okay. It'll never change. One, banks love money, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously it's the bank. They love money. The second thing is they love clients that make them money. Right. Think about it. Places like, you know, uh, Verizon, Sprint, you know, um, Spectrum, you know, uh, Direct TV, you know, these type of places, they love their clients. They're going to do pretty much whatever they can to keep their clients. Why? Because more than likely, my clients are going to do what? They're going to bring me more clients. So that's right. the same thing with a credit union, not a national bank like Bank of America, Wells Fargo. And I have no problem with you having a national bank, but understand. When it comes to building your credit, you want to start small. I don't care where you are in your life as far as your credit, start small. The reason why I say start small is because think of it this way. Change the mindset. If you're in a small area and you start making a lot of noise, what tends to happen? You attract a lot of people, right? Yep. Yep. That's the same thing with your credit. People who are three, four hundred credit score, five hundred credit score, you finally get up to about six, ten, six, twenty. What ends up happening? You start getting a lot of credit card offers in the mail. Just That's out so of true. nowhere. Boom, left and right, left and right. They throwing them at you. Pre-approval, pre-approval. All you got to do is just sign the dotted line. How do they know that you have good credit in order to send you those credit cards? Mm. Okay. Let's, let's, let's switch that around. Before they start sending them, how did they know that you had bad credit to where you wouldn't be pre-approved for those credit cards? See, people don't think of these right. type of questions. So what did you do? Well, you made a lot of noise somewhere and a lot of people want a piece of what you are doing. Again, two things that will never change. They love money. They love clients that don't make them money. So you have to build that. And the only for most people, 
what they think of is, oh man, you know, they said I have to have a 720 credit score and my and the sky's the limit. Uh, no, no, it's not true. Okay. Even someone that has a 720 credit score can still be denied credit because of again, credibility and right. your credit report. I tell people, okay, you're in the 700s, congratulations. I will clap for you. I'll stand up, jump, shout, all of those things. Congratulations, you're in the 700 club. But the bank does not care about that. They're mm-hmm. not going to say, oh, man, wait, hold on. You're in the 700 club? Hold on. What, what BMW you want? You want this Mercedes? You want a Maserati? <laughs> what you want? Because you're in the right. 700. They're not looking at that. Again, let's just go down the road. What do I mean by that? So let's say that you work for Amazon for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You went to a Fortune 500 company, right? And you wanted to be their financial advisor, right? That's what you applied for. Okay. They looked at your resume and said, oh, okay. Oh, wait, you worked at Amazon for 20 years? Oh, man, that's amazing. So you have what? You have credibility. Yep. You, 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 def- you definitely are someone who, who sticks with the, with the place and you build there. That's awesome. Let me see your resume. They look at your resume. You were, you were, you were a janitor for like, 20 <laughs> years. Right. Yeah, I was a general. I was with Amazon for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that. But you're asking to be our financial advisor. We have millions and millions and hundreds of like deals that we do. So that's what I tell. Think of it that way. When they see that 700, they don't care that you have a 700. Does it make sense that you have a 700? Most people Mm. have a 700 because they may have five, six different positive, you know, um, authorized users on the credit report. See, most people think, okay, if I just put all these authorized users on here, get my credit score up, I can just go do whatever I want. Well, you see, most of these banks are going to look and say, that just means that six people trusted you to put them on your credit. That's all that meant. What do you have that shows me that you can pay bills? Again, credibility. So when it comes to, you know, the start of it, you gotta, you gotta know that when it comes to building your credit, it's about that credit profile. They don't care that you have a 700, a 750, an 800. They want to know how you got it. Because if you don't have something on it that says, okay, this person know how to pay bills, they know how to pay them long term, and they pay them on time, and they pay them with different types of credit entities, then we have nothing to talk about. We just kind of put your name over here with the rest of these people that have all these you know, authorized users and no real accountability for what they've done themselves. And if they do a preview, they probably give you like a low, a low amount. And then you got to exactly. wait and build your way all the way back up again. Yeah, because it, it doesn't show what you've done. You, mm-hmm. It only shows that, you know, five, six people that trust you to put you on their credit. And it's so, not, there's not really a trust there because you, you can't do nothing to destroy their credit. But what I mean is someone trusts you well enough to just say, OK, yeah, I'll just put you on there because, you know, you're my friend or whatever the case is. Now, that's one of the strategies, because um, it brings up the next question that I hear a lot, is what is the quickest way to raise your credit score? But like you said, it's a mix of, you know, like how you just said, it's how much have you personally put in? And then, um, like, what is your skin in the game? And then the mix of credit. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So the quickest way for you to increase your credit score um, is is a credit card. It, it's it's the quickest way. It's not there's nothing faster than that. Um, and then how you use it. 
what most people don't understand is the breakdown of it. She most when I have a conversation with someone, I break down what credit actually is. Mm-hmm. Do you actually know what credit is? Most people say, "Oh yeah, you know, credit is you know, you get you a nice car, you get you a house." Okay, yeah, I mean that's the like, that's, start, you know, that's, that's, that's the, the perks start. of it, right? Yeah, yeah like that, those are perks, <laughs> but it, right. like, do you actually know what it is, right? So when it when it comes to you know. Um, building what, what i what i explain to people is you know 80 percent of your credit score calculation has to do with a credit card that's 35 percent. 35 percent of your credit score is payment history they want to know are you paying bills are you paying bills are you paying your bills how many bills are you paying that's what they're looking for right 30 percent of your credit score calculation has to do with amounts owed on that credit card. Are you using 30%? Are you using over 30%? You know, what are you using? What is what do you owe when it comes to credit? How much of credit are you using? 15% of your credit score calculation has to do with uh length, how long you've had it. Have you had it for two days, two months, or you know, two years? You know, how long have you had credit? So if you add those up, you know, th- that's it's majority of your credit just off of a credit card alone. Now I have many people tell me, oh Dale, hold on, but hold on though. Because I was told if I can just get a car and get a high car note, man, if I just pay that thing every single month, my credit is just gonna skyrocket, especially if I pay it off early. I'm sorry, the person who told you that I don't they weren't that very they weren't truthful to you because a, a car note that's an installment loan. Installment loans take they're they're they Build your credit over time, not quickly. See, when some when when the banks are looking at your credit or the three credit bills, when they're looking at your credit and they look at that car note, the only thing they're looking at to see is, is are you paying it on time? Are you paying the car note on time? Are you paying it on time? Okay, he paid it this month of time. She paid it that month. Okay, cool. He's been paying it on time every single month. Where the credit card is, are you paying it on time? Are you using 30%? Are you using less than 30%? Are you paying the entire thing off or are you just paying the minimum balance? How long have you had this credit card? Like they're looking at so many more things versus with um, with the cars. So what I tell people is you want to start with a credit card. Now, I get a lot of people say, man, listen, uh, the horror stories, though, man, like they say, you know, if you stay away from credit cards, you know, you'll stay away from debt. And it's like, I mean, hold on. Wait, can I? Ooh, somebody said that. Though? Somebody listen, said that. I've had, this, <laughs> I've had so many people tell me, though, I don't like owing people. I mm. say, hold on, hold on. Okay. That, that can, I just see, I like to analyze and then break things down. Okay. Hold on. What are we talking on right now? Oh, a cell phone. You, you own your cell phone? Oh, no, no, I don't. It's an iPhone 11. I just got it. Okay. So you're paying a monthly payment on this, right? To, to talk to me, right? I don't know. Get so, so right. You owe someone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You said that you go to work. So you have a car, right? Is you own it? No, no, I have a monthly pay. So you you are paying someone to have th- that car. You you owe someone that ca- the money for that car. What about the car insurance? What what about the house that you live in? Like I need you to like you heard a horror story about something that said, oh, if you get into this, it'll destroy your life. Well, if you don't go to work for an entire week, how are you gonna pay your rent? Mm. So we can't just put a statistic or or a mindset. On a, or horror stories. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to debunk 
all of those horror stories that we heard about credit that we heard from our mom or our, or our auntie or our grandmother said, no, the, do not get a credit card. Those are, those are, you know, those are evil. You know, those things will destroy your life when the actuality is born. It, it's all about responsibility. It's all about accountability. It's all about the information, understanding how it actually works. And then most of us, we're more, we're more in tune than trying to figure out how to quickly get to it instead of understanding how to build to it. And I, I like what you what you said there about one of those uh, those scarcity, not scarcity, um, as far as those fears of credit. And one of the things that I do to try to help people to understand credit a little bit more, I mean, because I'm not a credit specialist like you are, but I try to teach it from an elementary perspective. It's like, mm. When you're five to seven years old and your mom is at the stove cooking in the kitchen and, you know, you just see the kid run around. The first thing that she says is do not touch the stove. Even if it's off, she said, do not touch the stove. And the first thing most kids will say, they'll say hot, hot, yeah. mommy, hot. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's hot. But every household, do you see a stove in there? Right. <laughs> Bet you there's one. You probably can't even sell a house without a stove. You probably right. could, but somebody will pay for it. But either way, you're going to have a stove in there. Now, are you afraid of the stove? Yeah, if you're not careful with it. You can easily burn yourself, burn down the whole house. Same thing with credit. That's how I try to treat it the same way. It's like, if you're responsible with credit, you can have wonderful things. Uh, if you're responsible with the stove, you can eat wonderful foods. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're horrible with the stove... You're not going to have tasteful food. If you're horrible yes. with your credit, you're not going to have wonderful things. <laughs> right. That, that's very true. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's very, very true. I, I like that. I, I might have to use that. You know, I, I would, I'll credit you, but I definitely might have to use that because, I mean, it's, it's very true. It's, it's, it's how you use it. It, it. Again, that's why I tell people, before we even get into what you want to what is it that you want? With, do you understand what credit is? What is it that you want credit to do for you? Then we can figure out how to get to that. And the thing, see, because what most people do is they'll only talk about all the good things that will come with credit. The good things that will happen when you get your credit together. The good yeah. things that will happen, you know, uh, you know, once you have that credit card or once you have, you know, that loan. I like to talk about what happens if, you don't pay that note on time. Well, so let's talk about don't it. Pay that credit card on time. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Um, one mispayment, one mispayment can cost your credit score anywhere between ninety and one hundred and twenty points. Fifty and one hundred and twenty points. One yeah. mispayment, whether it be from a card, a credit card, anything, and that has to do. That's the thirty-five percent of your of your credit score payment history. Nine, Fifty. To 120 points can be docked from your credit. So again, think about it. You've been building, you've been sweating, you've been on it. And then one month you forget or you didn't pay it or whatever the case happened. What I tell people is you need to treat your credit the way you treat air. Mm. It's okay. very important to have, right? Yeah. Now, why do I say treat credit like air? Because again, most people aren't going to look at credit the same way. Well, what I mean is, like, let's go back to the credit cards and department store cards. Why would you limit yourself? I don't care what it is that you're trying to do. Everyone has rainy days. Everyone. Everyone's been in a situation. And it's the, 
the and what I mean by I, I like to have the hard conversations is there are too many of us who are not held, holding ourselves accountable and understanding that there's a lot of us that are one accident away from being in debt. One accident. And that accident had nothing to do with you. It literally could have been you was 10 and 2, you know, looking forward, checking mirror. You was doing everything right. And then out of nowhere, you know, some crazy lunatic or, you know, something happened where you ended up in an accident and you have nothing to show for it. What I mean by you have nothing to cover you for that. That's what that those are the type of things that credit can be used for. Credit is a lifeline. It's literally a lifeline. They, I live here in Florida and, and we have hurricane season, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of people say, you know, you got to have 500 to a thousand dollars in your savings account, you know, for a rainy day. Okay, that's Dave Ramsey. Yeah, that's Dave Ramsey. Right, yeah. right. It, you know, and, and a lot of people, you know, <laughs> you know they, oh, yeah, we got to dive into <laughs> Dave Ramsey, but we can we go ahead. Yeah, you know, a lot of people come to me with a lot of things about it. That's okay, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I, I love to be, you know, um, you know, I, I love to do those type of things. But how many people actually have that? That is my question. Mm. So who, and, and if you do have it, what, what is that audience that you're talking to? See, I'm talking to the audience who doesn't have that. I'm talking to everyone, though. There, I don't have a specific audience I'm talking to. I'm talking to everyone, but as, especially the ones who don't have that. So wait, hold on. You're telling me that I could have credit cards with five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on them just sitting underneath my mattress in case something happens? Now I don't have to do fish fries and fundraisers or anything like that if I if I get into a situation or a jam. That's what I mean. I, I'm talking about just a lifeline, something that literally is there to help you whenever you're in need, whenever you're in need, it, it, for for or for no reason whatsoever. But just to know, it, my grandmother she used to say it all the time. I, you don't you rather want to like have it? Wouldn't you right. rather have it and not need it? Then need it and not have it. So yep. again, why would you limit yourself? Why would you limit yourself because of the fears and things? See, fear is not real. So why would you limit yourself to these horror stories and all these things you're here? I tell you, all it changed the mindset. I understand it's so many different influencers and credit people out there that say all kind of different things, right? So it's very hard to really get the message, which is why I do. I go so hard in making sure that people find me. That is my that's my goal. People See, to find me. Then, but then there's the ones that are true diehard Dave Ramsey fans. When they come to just cut up the credit cards, pay off the debt, and I don't want to deal with them anymore, and they want to go cash hole only. I understand that this probably episode isn't for them, but for the people who are thinking about that route. Uh, who are listening to Dave Ramsey and also listening to this show, what what will be your advice on that one? One of my favorite sayings, um, there's more than one way to Walmart. Change Walmart to success. There's more than one way. Think about it. How many times, and it doesn't matter, Walmart, Target, you know, wherever, whatever store you you visit, public, whatever, you know, Winco, whatever, (laughs) there's more than... 
I'm the type of person I get bored. I don't like going the same route. Oh, like this. I'd like to figure out, okay, I can, I can actually hit this back street and go that way. And actually I can come back around it. So there's more than one way to Walmart. I'm not saying that this is the only way, but I'm asking anyone is, is one, just one question. Why would you limit yourself? That's all I'm asking you. Why would you limit yourself? That's it. It, it, you don't have to put yourself in a position where you think you're going to be in debt, right? Or you think, or you, you owe. Again, those people who, who they're so afraid or, or they, you know, they t- hear things like, you know, what Dane Ravsey say, um, I, I don't have a problem with it. But my question to you is why limit yourself? Why limit yourself? Yes, I know real estate agents who who did real estate without credit. I know, you know, um, uh, stockholders, you know, who are successful in stocks without credit. I know, you know, business. Uh, so everyone has their niche. Everyone has what they can do. But my question to anybody is: the United States of America is credit. You can walk into a bar right now order 10 drinks and the bartender is going to say what you want to pay yeah. for this now right or do you want to put this on what credit, on credit. yep yep what? and then this if you don't pay <laughs> they can write it off <laughs> no, Banks write no it off, yeah. can you do this so why would you limit yourself and say, oh, no, no, ooh, no, uh-uh, no, 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 I don't want nothing to do with, with everyone else. You, okay, I, I understand. Stay, save up your money, pay off everything, and you want to, but again, it, if you're talking about you don't want to owe anyone, we got to go down the list of things that you actually owe. If you have a cell phone, you owe somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you owe a cell. If you have a house, you have cable in there, direct TV, Netflix, like, you you owe someone in order to get those services. So if it, so, what are you saying? Are you saying you want to limit the things mm-hmm. that you owe? Okay, that's fine. Let's limit them. But again, my message to you is: you have twenty five thousand dollars in your savings account, right? Right. You want to start a business. You want to start a business. You use that twenty five thousand for that business, and then this situation. I'm not gonna say it, but the situation right. that happened in twenty twenty happens. Right. That Twenty-five thousand is gone. It's gone. Yeah. The business is is done. What do you do now? It took you five, ten years to save up twenty-five thousand dollars. Right. So most people say, "Oh no, I'm just going to go back and go back to the drawing board and redo it." Hey, hold on. What? Why? Why would you limit yourself? Why would right. you not just have that in capital? Why would you not just have that in credit so that you'll be able to just use OPM, other people's money? Yeah. One of my favorite words, OPM, other people's money. So, so let's that's, go so that's what I would tell you. Okay. So, you know, what I'm, I'm getting a feel of you is that you like options. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Go. Don't, yeah. don't, don't minimize your options. If, if mm. I don't listen and I'm the type of person I'm not going and I'll just say this, but I, I don't eat meat, but I'm not going to a steakhouse because I may not want a steak. Right. I, 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 get I some want, potato I, wedges. Like, right. I, I, I might. I may want to get like some hot wings and some nachos. You know, like I may right. want to get a. I'm. I'm more of a buffet type of person. I don't want to go to a place that has specifically that thing. 
So I, I like options. So if I love options, I know people that are like me love to say everyone loves. Come on. You're not going to walk into a place and they tell you you can't have that. And then you just be like, oh, OK, well, it wasn't meant for me anyway. But wait, what? Why was it not meant for you? You <laughs> right. went in there for a reason. Now they told you you can't have it for and they didn't give you. No, I, I love options. Yes. And I love options for my people. All right. So since you we talked about options with. Uh credit card. So we took people from not having credit card, getting them a two-way credit card. Now, because they already know what bank they're going to go to, they got the credit card, whatever limit that they got. Now they understand how to utilize that credit. Now, the next thing is the strategies with the credit. Now, me personally, I enjoy having uh, points with credit cards. So I actually look for credit cards that have points back for frequent flyer miles. And mainly because my wife said that she wanted to go cross seas um, to some other countries. And I was like, cool, well, let me get these credit cards that matches with the flights that go over there, like United Emirates, or mm -hmm. that's easily transferable to those particular airlines. So back to what you said, what do I want the credit to do? So that's how I look at it. Right? Like my wife want to get here, now, how do I backtrack to get the credit card that will allow me to fly over there for as free as possible while I continue to pay what I'm doing doing right now? So are you a points guy or a cash back guy? Me, myself, because uh, me and planes just don't get along. <laughs> it, it, would, it would be more cash back, uh, cash value. Um, and the reason why it is, is, is again, because I, I want I want to have options to do whatever I want. Like I understand, you know, the points the, the points are specifically, you know, freaking flyer and things like that. So uh, and like you said, the, the best thing for you to do when it comes to a credit card is figure out exactly what it is you want to do with it. What is it that you want to do with it? So are you a shopper? Do you like to shop a lot? So if you like to shop a lot, then you want to look for cash reward type cards. If you're someone who's always on a plane every other week or every other month, yeah, you want to make sure you have credit cards that, you know, get you points so that you can start flying for free, completely free. One of the things that was crazy for me is I, I've flown a plane maybe three times in my life. Um, oh, wow, during, man. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. not. Okay. Me, me and listen, <laughs> me, me and planes, we listed. I'm not. Planes, uh, getting you know, going to a music parts and getting on rides. Like I, I like my feet on the ground. <laughs> like, Let me I, see your options, I, man. You're like options. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I, look, I if it ain't, if it, I can't get this by a car train, I ain't taking it. <laughs> yeah, listen, I gotta be in some type of control, some type of control where I know I can tumble and roll and and. Come up with some scrapes and some old stuff, but you know, I, I listen, a plane, uh, what I need, but my pants, I, I don't know how to do parachutes and heights. And, nah, listen, I six foot, that's all the height I need. I don't need, you know, I don't need no other height than that. So, um, but yeah, um, so you want to know, you know, what kind of uh, what, what kind of credit, like, what is it again? The, the, the most important question is. What do you want to do with your credit? It, 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 it's, it's the most, and you can do anything with it. That's, a, that's, the, that's the thing about it. What, you can do anything with your credit, anything. Now, one of the things that I, I'd use my credit for um, most, like the most recent 
thing, actually three recent things. Um, I took my wife for down to Florida um, and the flight was free because I used the points. Uh, I know you're not with, with that, but um, even, <laughs> even recently, hey, you, right. you got to get there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was either that or I just try to, I'm not driving 13. Hours. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Man. So, and then, um, but when it came to uh, housing, so even staying at like hotels and stuff. So I wound yes. up getting a hotel card. So now all my hotel stays are free. Yes. So, I try to maximize the points that way, strategizing. But again, it goes back to, you know, how are you going to actually use your credit? Um, yeah. Now, most people feel as though they have a good credit score. They got the points or whatever, what have you. Um, and we talked about it earlier, which is the authorized user. Now, I found out the strategy. I didn't know that people actually pay for credit lines to become an authorized user. Um, is yeah. that something that you dabble in or do you teach some of your clients? No. Um, and and I, I've been on the outside of that for a long time. Uh, it was something that was very, it, it was like, it blew up out of nowhere in 2019, I believe. In mm -hmm. 2019, everyone was doing trade lines, um, mm. uh, charging to put people, you know, on their credit cards, authorized users. It was like, you could not wake up and go on the social media without seeing someone, you know, advertising, hey, you know, I have trade lines for sale, you know, things like that. Um, I, it's not something that I do. Um, okay. And the reason why, it, there really isn't a reason. I myself, and this is just my opinion, I myself think is borderline illegal, it, it, my opinion. And the reason okay. why I say that, it, no, it, it, but it's not illegal, though. It's not right. illegal. Right. But there are a lot of banks that frown upon it, though. So you have to find the right banks that are willing to do that, who are willing to allow you to put 10, because you have to think yeah, about it. Yeah, up to 10 people per card. Yeah. Yeah. You have to think about it. When, when you're charging people for these trade lines, you know, and, and yes, you can make a lot of money doing it, but it's a lot of traction. So you're putting someone on this car for, you know, maybe 30, 60, 90 days, and then you're yep. taking them off and you're putting someone else on. Mm -hmm. Well, think about that. If you have 10 people and you're like, you're doing that every 90 days, you're putting 10 on, taking 10 off. Put, so that's a lot of traction that you're sending to the, that's a lot of new names, a lot of new, you know, um, but that's a lot of it's a lot of things you're doing right on that credit card. So a lot of banks, they frown upon that. Now, I don't knock anyone for doing however they want. Like I said, credit, there's a lot of things you can do with credit. It's just when it comes to me, I would tell you that that is something that that I won't tell you unless you ask. me. I won't okay. I will never bring something like that up unless you ask about it. My opinion on it is if, if it's frowned upon by so many, I, I just, I, I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with it because I think of it like this. And, and I learned this from, um, from uh, Kobe Bryant. If you cut corners for so long, it's going to catch up to you mm -hmm. because you're not going to learn the full basis of, of that information. You have cut so many corners that now you may not even know how to double back and, and see, because what I want to do is 
would that be from the bias? Would that be from the buyer side cutting corners or the person that's allowing the person allowing someone else to be an authorized user? Cutting well, that would be from the person who would be teaching someone. I feel it would be from me teaching someone okay. because okay. because I don't I, what I don't want is I don't want you to and of course they say you know this is entrepreneurship so you know you should be able to just take it but how long is that going to last that, that that that's those are the questions i have when it comes to these things i don't like trendy stuff i'm not here for a trend credit was a trend when i started it was a trend everyone that talked oh yeah you know you another one of those credit specialists yeah y'all all just came out of the woodworks it was like man I really had to do my research and see like, oh man, look at all these people who are two weeks ago, a, a day ago. Like, wow, this, so credit really wasn't, I don't want, I'm not giving someone information that's just going to be trendy. I, I don't want it to be something that you get rich quick, you know, or one hit wonder. Like I, I don't, I just, it doesn't benefit anyone. The information, and remember, I told you in the very beginning, everything that comes out of my mouth, I want to make sure that it means something, and that mm -hmm. it's it. Not only does it stand for something, but that it it can it can, you know, um, be against the test of time. I, I want the information that I give you. I want you to be able to tell that to you know your siblings, to your kids, to the youth. I want them to be able to use that same information, those same methods, to go and get exactly what it is they want. I don't want to tell someone, hey, you know, you can do these trade lines and then, you know, six, seven, however long it takes later, it is that's not that's not applicable anymore. Now, most people will say, wait, but that's kind of hard to do. Like you you would basically just you would basically have to, you know, always be straight and narrow. And it's like, I'm not really talking about straight and narrow. It's not that hard to be straight and narrow. Like just right. all the rules. It, right. right. <laughs> it, and that's exactly what I'm saying. If it's if it's frowned upon, I, I just I don't see a reason to do it. Now again, I know there's a lot of people out there that do it. A, a lot, especially high influencers, and and you know I understand that. Get it however you're gonna get it. Teach it however you're gonna teach it. But if if you come to Dell, the credit guy, it, unless you bring that up, it's not gonna be a conversation we're gonna have. I'm gonna show you how to how to work your credit the way you need it to work for you. Um, and then any of those other side things, you know, there's other creators for that. Becoming a credit specialist. What are the steps that they need to do to become a credit specialist? Oh, okay. So to become a credit specialist, um, and, and actually I, I get asked this question a few times. Um, my answer to anyone who ever asks me this is, you got to know why you want to do it, because again, credit credit has become something that's very trendy. It's something that you can make some YouTube videos. You can go to YouTube University, you know, watch ten you know videos, get you a notepad, write a whole bunch of stuff down, and then you can just you know make videos about it. You know, so my question to, to any anyone that wants to be a credit specialist or they're looking into it is, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it to really educate people? Or are you doing it for money? Like, well, mm -hmm. like, what is it that you're doing it for? You, you have to have a why. And that why has to be bigger than money. Reason why it has to be bigger than money is because let's say that you said, okay, I want to become a credit specialist and I want to make $100,000 a year. Okay, cool. Boom. 
You're a credit specialist now. You make $100,000 a year. Now what? Right. Oh, well, I can just make more goals. Well, you see that that was wasn't that your biggest goal, though? Well, yeah, but I can just add more things onto it. Well, again, if it's just money that you're after, money is so easy to obtain. I just told you it with credit, you can do whatever you want. I, I'm pretty sure you know, you know, it's it's too easy to obtain money. So if 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 credit but if if this is the lane that you want to be in, is it because you want to educate people? Or or is it because of like really figure out what it why you want to do this? If, th if this is something you truly want to do, I can help you. But you have to understand that it's not going to be easy. And no one says that. It's not going to be easy. I honestly got 100 no's before I got my first yes. And my 100 mm -hmm. no's came from people literally telling. And, and, you know, you hear this a lot. Oh, you know, I got 100. No, I honestly, I counted it. I literally got 100 no's before I got my first yes. And the main reason why most people said no was because it was trendy, because I was brand new. Before I had any social media, I didn't have anything. The last social media I had was MySpace. Mm. That was the last social media I had. Wow. I, I don't like social media at all. I, I can't stand it. And it's because of the, the just the mind tricks and the mind games and, and the narratives and, and just, it's, it's so intoxicating on so many different levels. So when I got into it, I wanted to just be a difference. I want to be a page that you can go to binge watch, watch the look through my entire page and never miss a beat on man. This dude, like I, I just got nothing but motivation from this page. Like there's no drama. There's no, you know, like even in the comments, when someone comment, I, I want to listen to you. I want to hear what you say. I, I don't care if you say, oh, I'm from Dave Ramsey. He said, do it. OK, yeah, let's talk. Let's right. talk. I Let's do it. What, what, what do you want to talk about? Most people, they hit me in the DMs and I say, hey, look, man, just go to the post and post there. Let's talk there. Let's see the. Let's let the people see what people are actually talking about, because it's important. It's very important for people to have these open conversations and understand that we can come to an agreement and understand my point of view on credit. And it will always be this. Why limit yourself? Mm -hmm. So anyone who's looking to jump into credit, anyone who reaches out to me, my question to you is, what are you, what is it that you want to come out of credit? Because what I got from it is not what I thought I would get. I literally joined this business because I didn't want to go to college. That is the honest truth. That is the honest truth. But what I got out of this, man, what I got out of joining this business, starting it, holding myself accountable, you know, staying committed, you know, uh, stand on top, stand on it, stand consistent. But, you know, there's a lot of people on social media that say a lot of different things, you know, um, and what I, what I would tell anyone is, listen, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chew it and, and spit out what you don't need. Re reciprocate whatever, whatever is for you, it, use that. You don't have to take the whole thing and say, man, I, I have this big piece and I, I don't even need it. No, just take the pieces that you need off of it and use that for yourself. Because one of my biggest fears that I had when I first started, like when I first started was I didn't want to become like the people that I saw on social media. There's a lot of it. And, and one of the instances, what made me jump on social media and really dive into it was I saw a video. It was a it was a three minute video of, of, a, of a guy talking about credit. 
two and a half minutes into the video, he was he was on fire. You know, the, the video, I was so in tuned into it. I'm, you know, lit, getting too close to the screen and everything. I'm like, man, this is fire. This is great information. Two and a half minutes into it, he says, all you have to do to get any more information is just click my link, the link in the wow. bio. If you click the link in the bio, you can get, you know, more information. So I'm like, hey, you just did all of that just to, Lead me to that. So I clicked the link in the bio and his webinar was six hundred dollars. I'm like, wait, so you did all of that just to lead me to go somewhere else. And then you charge me for. So it it put a fear in me like I don't want to be the type of person that people are afraid to come to because they look at me and say, man, that I, I know he probably charged like a thousand, two thousand dollars just to have a conversation with him. Now, again, I don't I don't knock nobody that does that. But what I'm saying is I'm going to be I came into this game to to really to to destroy it, destroy right. it on my end. I came here to tell people, listen, you want to have a conversation? Come here. I'm right. the person that you want to talk to, because so many people tell me, man, you have these long conversations with people and you don't charge them for nothing. Well, my response every time is because I don't just talk about credit. Right. See, if, 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 if I just put a price on credit, OK, that's fine. But when in this conversation we've had, we haven't just been talking about credit. How do I put a price on this? How do I put a price and say, OK, listen. OK, the first time you call me is free. But that second and third, you're going to have to hit my cash out for about 50, 60 dollars. It's like. It makes it, it doesn't make my material feel the same for me personally, for me, anyone else you do, however you see fit. But just for myself, this credit is not going to be the thing that makes me, you know, wealthy or anything. It, it's not going to be the one thing that's going to, you know, like it, it's not that for me. Credit is I literally saw a challenge. All my life, I've never known anything about credit. I know that there are many 30-year-old, 18, 19, 13-year-old. There are so many people out there who don't know this. I'm going to be that person. And in order for me to be that person, I know that I have to make sure I do other things that can make me be able to do whatever I want with credit. Legally and, you know, on like legitimately yeah. and things, but like to where I don't have to worry about, okay, listen, the only way we can have a conversation is you, I got to charge you like $500, you know, just for us to talk. Right. <laughs> you see? And then that's what I mean by, you know, changing the mindset, changing the narrative. Like it, there, there's more than one way to Walmart. Like I, I don't knock anyone for doing that. I'm just saying when you come to me, this is not the end all be all for me. You will never be able to say, oh, well, if I don't click this link, then I then he's not going to be able to, you know, make this 600. Like I, I just it, it does nothing for me to hold this information when I know for a fact as a kid, I didn't know this. I have so many people that say, man, Dale, listen, bro, man, if I knew this information when I was 18, hold on, hold on. Anyone who's listening to this right now, if you have kids, I never want to hear you say that again. You can never say that again. The reason why is because you do have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to give them the opportunity to make sure that they're able to do whatever they want to do at 18. That's why I started this. That's why I did this. To be able to make sure that we change that narrative, we change that mindset. Yeah, well, because we are in the information age, and right now, technically, they could just 
sit there and Google, you know, credit yes. and learn it. YouTube University. The, yeah. And learn it that way. But for those of of the people that um, they listen to the show right now, instead of them li- leaving this episode to go try to find something else, what is it that they could do? Like, say you brought up the children. What can they do to set their children up appropriately or what things should they do right now to set their children up with good credit? Awesome. Yes. So, you know, one of the things that that it made me go berserk, I I have so many reasons why I I do this, you know, so many whys. But when I found out that I could pass down my credit to my kids, that changed my entire life. Like it changed my entire like everything about credit to me. It changed everything about the business to me because then it made it not about me anymore. See, that's what I mean by you have to know your why. It's not about me anymore. Right. I don't care if I, if, if I don't make it to tomorrow, you're going to still post this and it's going to get out there and people are still going to be able to say, man, I, okay, I, I, now I know how to change the narrative for my kids. So what can you do? Well, 13, 14, depending on, and again, this goes back to the credit union. This goes back to the specific type of credit cards you have. 13, 14 years old, sometimes 12, sometimes even earlier, but 12, 13, 14 years old. You can put your child on your credit card as an authorized user. Now, parents, the aunties, grandma, I'm not telling you to give your that that youth, that 12, 13 year old, you know, a $25,000 credit card, a 5000 a ten. you know, I'm not telling you to give them that credit card because right now, what is it? It's Fortnite. Um, what else is out right now? And, you know, it's, you, it, yeah, there's so many things the they're going to run that. <laughs> you're right, exactly. <laughs> there's so many things that these kids are run that card up with, you know, so many, you know, Pokemon, whatever the case is. Put them on your credit card as an authorized user, okay? What this does is, from the age of 13 to the age of 18, all right, this is building their history up. Remember, 15% of your credit score calculation is history. So from 13 to 18, you're building their, their history. How many years is that? That's five years. Most people don't know that in order to get into the 800 credit score, you have to have seven plus years of credit history, seven plus years. So from 13 to 18, you've been building their credit up, right? And you, you've been on point with it. At 18 years old, instead of them going to college in, in a dorm, they can, they can go and, and apply for a house upstate. The importance of credit is how long you've had it. So being able to put your kids on your credit, this is what people who were born with good credit are doing. That, it, that's what I mean. Why limit yourself? Well, I want to I want to jump on that one. And that is if you already started the credit card when they got to 13. Most people right. already have a credit card well, prior to yeah, that kid. Listen, so that you got listen. that whole extra, <laughs> right. uh, additional <laughs> five years. So you're putting 12 years right on them right up top. So Yeah. So so it, and, and make sure your credit is good because oh, yeah, even though they don't have credit, <laughs> listen, you can destroy their credit. All right. Before they get 18. Don't miss no payments or none of that. Make sure you know you stay on point with your credit cards. But listen, this this is a game changer. This is something that is not being. This is something that has that five hundred dollar price on it. In order for me to tell you that, you got to pay me five hundred dollars. Now again, I understand 
most people would pay that because they would take it more seriously. But when I heard it, I said, there's no way that I'm just not going to say it. I, I will say this a million times. I don't care if five people heard it. That means there is five potential, you know, youth kids that are going to be able to, you know, benefit from that. That's all that matters to me. That's now, when you say good credit um, for the credit utilization, I know 30 percent is kind of the ideal or threshold not to go over. Yeah. Uh, do you believe that? Um, because me personally, I try to keep everything under two to one percent. That's okay. kind of how I use my credit. Um, yeah. Is that OK or should I try to go up to 30 percent one time and then bring it back down? What do you think? OK, so. So again, there's more than one way to Walmart. Remember yep. that. Always remember that. But what I tell people is 10%. Don't go over 10%. Yep. 10%. Um, when you're trying to build your credit. Okay. When you're trying to build your credit, stay under 10%. The reason why is because think of it this way. Let's say you had a credit card with $1,000 on it, right? You have a $1,000 credit card. Um, you're using every single month, you're using $500 every mm -hmm. month, but you're paying it off every month. You're using 500, but you're paying it off. Okay. Now, when it comes time for you to get an increase, the bank is going to look at it. And they're going to say, okay, all right. So, all right. So you've been using 500. Okay. Oh, well, actually this month you use 800. Okay. So if we increase your credit card to $2,000, what's going to stop you from using $1,500? What's going to stop you from using $1,800? See, these credit cards get increased not just off of you paying them on time, but off of how you're using them. That, that's, that's where the building of rapport comes in at. How are you using it? See, if you have a credit card with $1,000 on it and you're using $800 of it, even if you're paying it off, I need you to understand the bank is looking at as you're living above your means. This is an advance for you. You know what a cash advance is? They're looking at this as this is a credit card cash advance for you. Whatever you do financially, this is not you need this in order to get over that hump. And remember, the bank sees what you're paying for. So if you're not using this to pay bills and you go in and buy and, you know, liabilities, well, they're going to look at that and say, yeah, I'm not increasing your card to, to $5,000 just for you to go buy more. What? Because what I ask people is there's, remember this, what is the first thing that we use when we get into a situation? Our credit cards. Yeah, usually credit cards. the first thing we use. Yeah. What is the last thing that we pay off when we get out of that situation? The credit cards. If at all. The credit cards. <laughs> right. You don't think the bank know that? The bank knows that. They know, okay, if you get into a situation, we're more than likely not getting this money back. So that's why I tell people, you want to make sure that you stay away from 30%. 10% if you're building your credit. But if 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 your credit is good and you're trying to figure some things out, like you trying to get a property or whatever the case is, there are ways that you can use that credit card, go over the 30% and still be able to pay it back before it gets reported. So there, there are so many different strategies to use in order to use this credit card without having it destroy your credit. Right. And that's what I, I try to stress a lot. And that's the reason why I came with the uh, simple budget calendar was for that particular purpose is to kind of map out already since on the statements, they'll tell you, hey, the statement is due on this date. And this is the date that we actually report to the credit bureaus. And this is the date that we need you to pay by. So yes. if you have those three dates from that one card, because uh, for this example, we just talking about one card. Me personally, I have 
seven, yeah, seven credit cards okay. under me personally. And then under my business, I have two, yeah, two of them. So because I mastered my own calendar budget, uh, it's a lot easier for me to map out everything and pay everything ahead of time before they even get to the bureaus. And then when they get to the bureaus, they was like, oh yeah, well, we just saw this credit card being used for the first time. I'm like, I've been using this card for months. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. Then, yeah. So, and I know we, we just kind of, this is more so like, a. I didn't want to go too advanced with everybody, but this was yeah. basically a, a nice introduction uh, to credit, how to become a credit specialist, what you'll get from a credit specialist. It's mostly about the why, and then how to actually navigate your areas through that. And then we talked about how you get your children going with the credit. So how can we, how, how can someone pass that credit or is just passing on the knowledge itself? It, it, it's just the knowledge. It's honestly okay. just not, not being afraid to have these conversations when you're, you know, whether it be think whatever, when you have, when there's a family gathering, there should be a family conversation about finances. There should be a family conversation about credit. And I have these Zoom calls all the time where I, I put a family on and, and I'll tell them, listen, it, it only takes one of you. Yep. It only takes one. And they say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, listen, who is the closest one to having the best credit? Okay, 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 listen, what I want you guys to do is put your resource together and make sure that his credit is the best. Yep. And in the next three to four months, make sure you build his credit up. Get him a secure credit card. You know, if, if his credit. Or get some credit lines authorized. Yeah, Even if somebody open up a brand new card, put his name on as an authorized user. And yes. you can just use it for like yes. $10 or something. Yeah. Exactly. And, and build his credit up. So after he builds his credit up, what he does is he comes back to the family business, you know, get together. And now he puts three people on as authorized users. Nice. Yep. Because you can get up to 10. So, yes. So those three people, and we only want to do three. The reason why is because we don't want to jump everyone in all at once. We want to do it in segments so that we're, we're able to construct a, a real foundation. And mm. that goes back to the Amazon understanding. You don't just want to build your credit and then just go some. You want to make sure that your foundation is built. So you go back, you get three people, you put them on as authorized users. Everyone put their resources into those three people, right? So those okay. three people, they build their credit up. What do they do? You get back to that family gathering. Those three people each go get three people. I see. So you're building your family up and no matter who is gone from this situation, this is, this is what I mean by when you said that, it really made me like dive into like, okay, what can you, what, what is this? It made me understand really why I do this. Again, right. even if I'm not here anymore, the things that I'm talking about are so important for people to hear and understand. Credit is not, okay, credit is not an easy thing. And trust me, it, it's, it's, it doesn't, most of the time it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it really doesn't. Most no, of the time it doesn't really, make sense. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you understand the basics, the basics, the rest of it, you can pinpoint it and figure out as you go, as you go. One of the things that happened when it came to me being introduced to credit and me really understanding and analyzing it is I started hearing conversations that I used to hear before, but then I heard them in a different ear. And mm. I could, I would hear them and I would say, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, no, that, that actually makes sense. 
oh, hold on, you can and you can introduce that like it things started making more sense. So it opened it opened your lifestyle up to to being able to understand way more ways that you can have and have and what you can do with credit than for it to just be for a car and a nice house. There's so like it's endless possibilities. So when it comes to just your question, my answer is do not be afraid to pass this information on. The person who's listening to this right now, you should you need to have seven, eight people listen to this. This needs to be at the family picnic. And, and, and I'm saying this because it's very important that we get this information. Information is the key to success. That, that, that's the key to it. It's yeah. the information. And we lack that information. We all have smartphones, right? We all have smartphones. We yeah. all have Google, Siri, Alexa. You know, we can ask all of these questions, right? You said this earlier. You know, we can ask all of these questions to get all this information. The problem is if you went to your phone and said, hey, Google, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, how do I fix my credit? She's going to give you 100 things. Yep. How do you know which ones apply to you? That's where I come in at. I can in and help you break the generational curses. I help you understand that, okay, these things right here, this is what you actually need to be focused on. So you want to make sure that you don't hide this information. Now, I do have a, I only have a stickler with the, the word curse, because curse always means a bad thing. Um, right. Can we can we change that to change the generational mindset, financial mindset? Well, yeah, I mean, change the mindset is my favorite. You right. know, but when I say break the generational curse, um, and yes, it, it is, it, it does mean a bad thing. I mean, you can see on the shirt, you know, yeah. it has to change and everything. And But at the bottom, it says, you know, uh, education and a business owner. Um, and that's basically what I mean by the curse. Most of us don't believe that we're business owners, no matter what type of thing you're doing. I don't care if you're doing, you know, Uber, if, if you're, you know, if, if you do, you know, editing, like, I don't care what, whatever your profession is, that is your business. That is your brand. Like you should have an LLC on that. Again, I'm not telling you that, you know, you need to, you know, figure out how to make a million dollars with it. If you, if that's just something you're doing on the side, you should be able to understand that there are so many things that you are leaving on the table. Shout out to my sister who told me this, you know, two years ago, man, you are leaving too much money on the table. Like you need to put yourself in the understanding that, you know, you, you have a business mind. We got to come out of the consumer mindset and go into the business mindset. So when I say breaking generational curse, yes, the, the word curse itself is negative, but that's why I have changed the mindset because when we actually look at it, we're actually saying we're breaking ourselves away from the things that they say we're supposed to have, the right. things that they say we're supposed to be doing, the things that we're supposed to be thinking about or how we're supposed to feel. In actuality, we're putting ourselves into the most important things. And that's understanding that we are our own business and that we are in lack of information, whether it be a thousand dollars or be free, we are lacking it. And even though we have these smartphones, for some reason, if, and, and this is just my opinion, but if your phone's not making you no money, it, 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 it's not smart. It, my biggest dare, my biggest challenge to anyone, double dog dare, you know, 1%. Just be 1% better every single day. Every single day, 1%. That's it. Just be 1% better every single day. I, I say this in, in every Zoom, every, every conversation I have, 1% better. That's it. it Yo, I'm glad yeah. that you actually said it because I did a whole episode on that. You did? 
Yeah, oh, dude. man. I'm, I'm <laughs> and it's funny that like, you talk about it, like because it, it shows that this stuff uh, is nothing new. It's mm-hmm. just that we just got to do it. Yeah, we're not talking. It, it, it's not enough of us talking about it. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it, it's not new, and and that because people ask me all the time, man, are are you ever afraid of running out of content? It's like no, it's evergreen content. People, <laughs> yeah, it's like there's new people finding me every single day that haven't heard the things that I said two years ago. So I'll I'll never run out of content. And then the people who've been here for two years, they need to hear those things again because we're all going through them, you know, at one particular point in time. So no, I, I would never run out. But yeah, that's one of my favorite things is. You know, being 1% better every single day, just 1%. You know, and that's funny that you have that. I, I, I'm going to go watch it. I <laughs> because oh, thank you. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's one of the things that, like, you know, when I, when I tell it to people, I, and you probably did the same thing, you broke it down into decimals, right? Like, you broke, like, oh, I didn't go that far, right? <laughs> like, if you go, if you, I did, yeah, I did do it that way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I did go I, that far to okay, uh, how many you know, minutes? 1% yeah. in a day, you know, it's like, what, 14.5%. Yep. And I tell people all the time, I say, listen, it's 14 minutes. 14.5%. Matter of fact, let's just even, let's just make it even. 15 right yep. and i'll mm-hmm. say that and i'll say wait even 15 wait dale that's an odd number i say yeah but did you get the message see <laughs> i just challenged you i challenged you to do something better for yourself and then i gave you an opportunity to go past the the small little detail that i gave you that didn't add up and that was to say 15 was an even number you only heard that you didn't hear the part of me saying be one percent better and it only takes you 14 point. 14.5% yep. of each day, each mm-hmm. day, each and Which every is, single day. It's just I like ask you all the time, minutes. what do you see, I, you know, what do you see yourself in, in five years? Well, I tell them all the time, I see myself at least being 1,825% better. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to start using that. That's 1% better every that. single day for five years, at least. Yes. If nothing else, 1,825% better. There you go. Yeah, because I, I try to, the reason why I, I did that episode was to talk about how I was growing this show. And like every episode was something different. I was trying something visually. I was trying the audio. I was cutting something different. So every time you saw me put out content, yeah, it was a little different, but it was the same message. Right. But just trying to Beautiful. grab the different uh, sides of the, of the house. Okay. Oh, man. So going back that's to this a, that's crazy. I, I like that's that's my blur right now. That you did an episode of one percent. I I I can't. I, I'm a. I'm putting it in my calendar. I will be watching that tomorrow. I will be watching that tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Because uh, it, it'll be funny. Like we we probably talk about a lot of the same stuff. And okay, with this content being a good thing and credit, because there's so many different avenues. We didn't talk about mm-hmm. disputing uh, right. hard inquiries. We didn't talk about um, with Chase with their 524 rule, which is yeah. just you can't have five, more than five hard inquiries within a 24-month period. Right. We didn't get into um, how to do bankruptcy and how the credit cards are impacted with that. We right. didn't talk about the freezing of your credit, uh, yes. the sub companies under Xperia and Equifax. Yes. Yep. Uh, so we we didn't dive into all that. But like I said, this episode really was to kind of get, it seems like it's just really finding your why you even want to get into credit. 
Yes. And then understanding once you're in your why, then you can kind of figure out your strategies backwards. But this is obviously starting fresh. When we start getting yes. to people with some <laughs> some horrible stuff, I think exactly. I had to bring you back on for that one just to kind of just, just hit them. <laughs> Hit every last right. one of them, just dive right in. And you uh, see, and, and that's one of the important things, like, and, and what you're saying, you know, that's how I go into every conversation. Every conversation I go, this is how I talk to them. You know, do you understand what credit is? You know, um, okay, what is it that you want to do with your credit? Let's say everything is wiped away. You know, you have a 740 credit score. If your credit report is built correctly, you don't just have a 740. Your credit report is built correctly. What are we actually doing with it? You know, so many people, you know, they 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 just they have the wrong perspective of it or they heard it from so many different places, you know, and then they come to me and they're usually the maddest when they come to me. You know, they're usually the most educated when they come to me and I'll just let them talk, you know, let them talk and, you know, listen. And then, you know, when they're finally done, I'll say, OK, you know, now let's analyze and break this down and see where you really, you know, where you're really having a problem with. Because most people, like I said, everything we've talked about, we talked about the core, just how to start. Mm-hmm. What is the reason for start that? And that resonates with anyone. Man, that, that's awesome. I want to finish the show. I want to ask you any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you one more. Change the mindset, and I promise you, I promise you, it will change the narrative. If you change yeah. the mindset, I promise you, it will change the narrative. Because that's the whole purpose that we do all this anyways, not for us, because obviously we went through the, the mess. And I think that's what it is that a lot of people are afraid to, to come forward, yes. is that, you know, I think I heard this from Chris Hogan before he got fired from the Dave Ramsey show. He mm-hmm. said that if you went through the mess, you're qualified to be a messenger. And I was like, well, then let me keep going with my podcast because I've been through some mess. Right. I guess I do qualify. <laughs> right, exactly. People it, like what what it's like to be down in the trenches and how to get out of it. Right. Know? And what it does is, and that's why I said in the very beginning, I remember being on the other side, looking at someone like me, like, man, he talking, but I just... I can't get you just you can't lose that if yeah. it, it like you said if you've been through the mess you can be the mess but don't ever forget the mess don't ever forget that because it, it, it's always it i tell people all the time it's it's always going to be hard and i don't want it any other way i don't want this to be easy because if it was easy we wouldn't do it like seriously we would What's not the point? do it yeah. But there's no point in doing it. There's, there's no discipline. There's no consistency. We can just wake up every day and just, oh, yeah, okay, I'll probably just do that later. Well, then, like, no. Because you said that, it brings up the question. And then I'll get to the four questions. But okay. <laughs> because Maybe I you, said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it brings up the question of should you, I mean, I know we talked about leaving credit for your kids or so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, should we even put them early on and let them get their own credit card first so they can go through some mess? Or is that something we got to protect them from going forward? Okay, right. So I don't, and and that's, man, I'm telling you, that's a good question. That's a really good question. You know, because it's like, you know, you, you got to let them go out and make their mistakes and get messy, you know, um, you know, and learn from them and things like that. But that, in that instance, if if you're if you're doing that, then you're just repeating what you did. 
if you just say that's like saying, I say, yep, yep, okay. That, that's like saying, okay, I I know I walked down that path and there's quicksand over there, and it took me so long to get out of it. But I set it back up to exactly how it was to help to and and I'm just gonna allow that person, I'm gonna allow my kid to just walk down there and, and experience it and go through the same thing without saying anything about it because I want them to learn that lesson. And it's like, there are just some things that you, there's some lessons you don't need to learn. Like that, that's just not, so, not being able to do something because you didn't know is the reason why we're in the position we're in now. Because our parents, our grandparents, they didn't tell us this stuff. Some of them, but but remember, that's where we got the horror stories from, though. So that's true. Because it's not yeah. that it's not that they knew or didn't know; it's that they only knew a bit of it, and mm. they told us the bad parts of it. They didn't tell us what it could actually do, and maybe because they didn't know. But that's fine. But I'm not going to tell someone else to say, "Hey, hold on." No, you got to make him go through the mud. He, you went through the mud. No, 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 no. We got to change that. I don't, I don't want to see at 18 years old, a kid should be able to walk, not walk out of the house, because I really think that a kid should be there until they like 23, 24, because that's when the mind really developed. But that's a whole nother segment. Yeah. The mind develops at 24, 25. But there is no reason to, to make them just think about it. If you gave, if a, if a kid got an 18,000, uh, uh, 18-year-old got a $5,000 credit card, you already know what they're going to do with it. If, you, if you're saying you're not going to give them any information, you're just going to let them make their own mistakes. Well, you made that same mistake. What did we do when we was 18 and we got that credit card for $1,000 on it? We went and we, we, we spent it. Yep. We went and spent it and, and never paid it back. Why, why is that a, a lesson that you need to teach them when you can just... It, the, the, fear the, of, yeah. right, the fear of telling... Because now not only are you helping them destroy their credibility because remember that's what we're talking about credibility you are destroying the credibility that you have with this bank well what happens when you trust someone and they destroy your credibility you kind mm. of really don't trust them anymore so why would we no i would not tell anyone to allow their kids to go through that when you can just teach them hey listen there's no reason for you to do that there's absolutely no reason for you to do that whatsoever because all it's going to do is bring this and then that's a conversation we never have is what happens if this if you don't do this we always talk about the good things that have come out of it and you know what you can get we never talk about what happens if you go down this route what will actually happen not telling them is a disservice and then also putting your own personal spin and opinion is a disservice because you only have a skewed view yes. or even, or even tell them your personal view, but also say, Hey, there are other people who have done better. I would recommend you reach out to them. Like I, I see what you're saying. It's like, they don't provide another resource. Yes. They kind of provide their own opinion and just let it dive in. Yeah. All it's right. like, it's like, again, when you ask Google or Siri, Hey, how do I fix my credit? Like you're only getting yeah. that perspective. But if you go to YouTube, they're going to give you a million, you know, different people that are talking about it. So it's like, okay, you know, it, like you said, it's, it's a disservice if I tell a parent, hey, 
you have to let your kids go through the mud in order to understand how bad your credit can actually get. What? I don't ever want to see a kid go through that because I know at 18 years old, the information I have in my head about credit at 18, are you, what? Are you, right. man, I, <laughs> this, this is a, it's a different situation at 18. Yeah. Like this, it, it, there's nothing like it. So, and what I tell people is you understand when I say 18 and you get that, oh man, what at 18? Are you? That I want you to give that to them. That okay. feeling that you have, give that to them so that they can understand, like, man, my parents, they they gave me this at 18. I was, man, I was it, it changes the mindset, it changes the narrative, and it changes the foundation of the entire family. The entire generation changes off of you explaining financial literacy to you to the youth. It's something that's not taught. Why is it not taught? Let's not let's not keep asking why it's not being taught and just start teaching it. We gotta go to we gotta know the information first though. We can't just do the one-sided thing. Yeah. And um I got so many questions here. We can be here for all. <laughs> all right, this is my last one. Hey, listen, go ahead, right, right. Hey, I'm here for the okay. <laughs> All right, then because one of the things I always say is like you're not going to look up a recipe to make a pie if you don't already have a plan to make a pie. Because it's like if, like how you said, when you're just providing information about a bad incident, but without providing a solution, then you're not going to bother to even look for a better way that you went through it because you had a horrible experience. Mm -hmm. So it's just trying to get people out of that mindset of a bad experience, meaning that that is the end of your education on that particular topic. I think it's more so the beginning of you to actually start exploring that topic on why did you fail or why did you have a horrible experience when everybody else over here having a great time? So, yeah, I, was, yeah. I just wanted to throw that negative. Yeah, and and just to, just to piggyback off of that real fast, um, what I tell people is, listen, stop looking at my chapter 25. You have mm. not even opened your book yet. Nice. That's nice. how you get that one-sided. Oh man, hold on, but Dale, you're doing it so amazingly. I'm trying to, I, I did it exactly how you said do it and it didn't work. I'm done with this. Wait, hold on. You looking at me, I'm like, I'm 20 chapters ahead. Like you just barely, you just barely opened your book. Like you haven't even looked at the first page. You right. haven't read the contents or nothing. Like how are you, you can't judge what I'm doing versus like you haven't even started yet. So, I mean, yeah. So that's just a piggyback off of what you're saying. Like if, if all you're doing is basing how to make that pie off of how someone else did it and, Oh, she said, do it this way. And, and, and it'll come out perfectly, but I put it in my, you know, 1968 uh, oven and she got a 2023 oven and I be so said, put it on. I'm just saying like, you know, it's like, you didn't even like, what? Right. You didn't even like, you don't even have the same light. Like you have not, we don't connect. What the goal that we're looking for may be in the same category, but it's not going to end up the same. Like we're not going the same path. Your, your pie, you got your, you know, ingredients and stuff from Publix. I, I went to the market, the farmer's market. Like, you know, we, this is not, we're not the same. So you have to base your information off of what you have in front of you and then tweak it as you go. 
you're never going to hit the first thing on the first try. And if you do, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Now duplicate it. To build it, listen, you're not building something that's going to last one year. You're building something that's going to last a lifetime and beyond. And that's going back to your death, you know, um, your death, uh, you know, comment. It, it, credit can last beyond your life. Mm-hmm. What you build, what you're building with your credit, if you have kids or, you know, grant, whatever the case is, you, it's your obligation to make sure that the next ones, you know, have that opportunity to continue what you've already done. So, yeah, man, it, it's very important, man. Yeah. All right. So final, final four questions. Number one, what does wealth mean to you? That's a good one. What does wealth mean to me? Time freedom. Um, legacy. It means the same, the same way people think when they think of Coca-Cola, when they think of Pepsi, when they think of, you know, um, you know, Nutra Ninja, you know, when they think of, you know, refrigerators, the same way you think of, you know, Jergens and, you know, hangers, like those things that they've just been around, you know, Walmart, you know, McDonald's, you know, Taco Bell, you know, In-N-Out Burger. It, it to me, wealth means something that's going to be here even after I'm gone, mm-hmm. even after I'm gone. It, it, it's something that I built so the, the foundation, I built the foundation so well that it lasted past my life. It, it's, it's, it's here for generations upon generations after me. Um, it, wealth has nothing to, with me, it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with my name. Um, I ask people all the time, you know, why is designer things the most important name that you have when your name should mean way more than what you're wearing. If I had something that said McLean on it, I feel a million times better than anything that is designer um, would ever make me feel. Um, that designer says $5,000, but something with my last name on it is priceless. Change the mindset. Uh, what is your favorite financial book or non-financial book? Um, so... I have I don't have a favorite uh, yet. Um, I'm dibbling, dabbling here and there. Uh, I I really haven't gotten into books, uh, you know, educational books um, as much as I want to. But I have a goal this year to read ten of them. Uh, so far, I've read four. Um, I think one of the ones that stand out the most, which everyone knows, is Rich Dad Poor Dad. Like that's probably the the, the one that's known the most um, that I can probably say I've enjoyed the most. I've ac- I read it twice um, and I listened to the, 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 uh, uh, the audio. I've listened to the audio twice also. So I read the book twice and then I listened to the audio twice, um, which was very fa- fascinating um, to read it and then listen to it. It was actually pretty uh, fascinating. But as far as a favorite, I don't have a favorite yet. Um, not yet. Okay. Well, if you don't have a favorite, I got plenty of books behind me, but okay, these awesome. are... yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. one here is called The Power of Habit. Ooh. Why do this we, one, why if we this do, is, oh, go ahead. I'll just say why we do what we do in life and business, The Power of Habit. I'm writing that down right now. Yep. And okay. it's by Charles Duhigg. Okay. Charles Duhigg. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, this book, um, the reason why I really like this book, it's a good reference book uh, just to kind of understand the mindset on why we do what we do and also uh, placing those barriers to kind of block some of those triggers. So Mm. like, say we all have our McDonald's, right? You know, when you're driving down the street, you just see McDonald's, but then you realize, oh man, my wallet is like on the passenger side and or it's in my bag or something like that. And it yeah, could, yeah. Or, or you got to make the U-turn to get into the, uh, and it's going busy, you know, it's in a uh, traffic time, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So that's a barrier that you have in place because if it wasn't there, you'd be right at the McDonald's drive through you know? Right. Right. To understand what those triggers are and then try to navigate through them. That's what the, uh, and they, he has a lot of that stuff within the first few chapters. I usually, okay. the rest of it is just stories, but right. um, I do, I would highly recommend that one for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to check that out because speaking of McDonald's, one of the crazy things that I understand now that I'm older is, you know, when my mom used to say, you know, we have food at home, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I challenge anyone to look at your your last three bank statements. See, we got these these debit cards and MasterCards, and we've been able to just swipe and just go and not think about it. I challenge anyone to look at your th- last three months of transactions. I guarantee you, if you're not on your your P's and Q's, you're gonna wait a minute. I think, hold on, I got a comp. I think someone had my credit card. Uh, <laughs> There's some charges on here that I don't know. No, you actually were here. And so right. I, I challenge people to go back and look at that because it it's one is so yeah, I, I definitely I'm gonna read that book. That sounds like a good book that that was very um it would intrigue me a lot. Okay, yeah. I'm glad I can help you out, you know what I'm saying? And uh yeah, and it's, Pass the knowledge. Dude, I really <laughs> think that you you sure you didn't look at my page at all? Cause I did talk about like I did have a post on that was like, yo, you got food at home. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I promise you. I promise you. I didn't. I pro- wow. I, I watched your last video. Oh, it, yeah. Was it on your IG page? Uh, yes. Or is it in your video? No, I, I haven't been. On, I promise you, I haven't been on your IG page. Um, okay. I just watched that one video, and then there was another video I watched. Um, but I, no, I haven't been on your page. Yeah. Like I said, this is crazy. Like how everything you just coming to, like with the one percent. This was like, this is that. This is so cool. <laughs> I never had oh, yeah, that's, that's to awesome. beat it, so it's really cool. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, that just means that we on the same frequency wave, man. This was supposed yeah. to happen, so that right, that, awesome. that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, I'm gonna have to post that now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what did you learn from your worst job? My worst job. See, the thing is, I. I, honestly, I haven't had a bad job. Every job I've had has pretty much been calculated. Now, I can say my worst experiences okay. I've had from two different jobs. I've never had a bad job, though. Um, I worked for waste management. Uh, I worked for them for a couple of weeks. And it was a Friday. And a lot of people were saying that there was a the big boss was coming in on Monday and that he wasn't a nice person, that he usually came in and fired people on the spot and he would 
argue with people and like all kinds of things. Like, yeah, it was a lot of negativity that everyone was saying and people were like, you know, nervous. Even the managers and supervisors there were like, man, we got to get everything together. And, you know, so I quit <laughs> that Friday. I, I told them, yeah, I'm not about to be dealing. Like, what? Y'all up here, like, y'all grown men are afraid of another man. Like, I, I don't want that comment. So that was probably my worst experience because I should not have quit that job. I, it was it was a good job. Um, I was making great money. I wasn't smelling too right when I was coming home, but I was making good money. So um, that would I would say that would be a worse experience for me because I shouldn't have quit um, just because of everyone else's. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, insecurities or fear or whatever they had. I didn't have it. It's just when I saw everyone so um, scared, it 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 made me look at them differently. It made me not even respect working around that environment. So that would probably be like my worst experience I've ever had with a job is I quit because everyone else was not manly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess it goes back to the credits and like how we just talked about <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that one view. Yeah, exactly. So, it, and that's the thing. Like it, I tell people all the time, my business, everything about my life, like has like in, it has blown my business up. Like I use my life experiences to really navigate my business. Like those, those, I love when someone says no to me. I love it. Most people don't like that. You know, a lot of people say, hey, "What are you?" They not must be married then. <laughs> it's like I hey, listen. You know, I. I Hearing the word no only makes me more excited for that yes. I only need one. Only you need one for it to be a domino effect. So that that would probably be my worst experience. Um, outside of when I worked for Target, they fired me because I was late for my break, which was insane. Yeah, I know. And they saw me on the floor. I literally was going to my break. And the customer has stopped me to help, to ask me to help them get something off the top shelf. I helped her do that. And then I went to my break and then they called me. I was like, yeah, you're fired because you were late on your break. So it's, so yeah, that's probably one of the stupidest, worst experiences. But yeah, outside of that, every job I've had, I've loved. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's a whole nother story. I would like to interview the actual (laughs) supervisor that did that, man. Jeez. Listen, yeah, that was the yeah. I it wasn't a good experience after she told me I was fired. I might have to talk. I might have to do a show on um, you know, quick turnaround jobs. Like the, right. it's like the stupidest thing you ever heard somebody get fired. From. <laughs> right. I'm yeah, sorry. That's yeah, the craziest absolutely. one, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I literally from Target. Um, I got fired because I was late for my break. Twice, two different times, I was late for my break and they fired me. That's crazy. All right. Last question. My favorite one. What is your favorite pastry? My favorite pastry? Yeah. You said this is your favorite question? Yeah, it's my favorite question. (laughs) Because I actually go out and buy the pastries that people say that are pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay um well then you're probably not gonna like my answer because I, <laughs> I i i don't i don't eat i don't like 
pastries. I don't eat sweet stuff. I, oh man. I, I can't I can't think of a pastry that that I enjoy. I, I don't know. I, oh, I, I don't I don't know. My favorite thing to eat is an oatmeal pie, oatmeal cream pie. Oh, so, OK. I don't know if you've ever, if oh, you yeah, ever yeah. had that before. Yeah, I, I <laughs> go know, through a box. That, 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 <laughs> hey, listen, I, <laughs> listen, it, it, it's a lifesaver um, that that's as far as outside of that. I don't. I don't like too much of anything else, um, sweet wise. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Do you get the jumbo ones or just the small ones? No, just the small ones. Those jumbo okay. ones are not; those are plastic. That's plastic. <laughs> you're talking the the jumbo ones that are that are that are just like the small ones. Those jumbo ones are plastic, but the double deckers, yeah. I, I can hit those. Okay. I hit those, but the small ones are the ones. Those are the go-to in the little loan box. Yeah. On the 12th, or yeah. yeah. It yeah. go down. Okay. <laughs> it go down. Yeah. <laughs> it, it go down with, with a box of oatmeal cream pies. That 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 is something that I will never give up. I've had that since I was a kid, and it just it goes down. Nice. All right, sir. So um this is the very last question, but this is a question about you. So where can everybody find you on the internet? Um, oh, this is an awesome question. Uh, the answer is Google me. Dale McLean. Um, I put a lot of the money into marketing. Um, and it, I'm very proud to be able to say that. Google, Axiri, Alexa, Axe you know, um, Binge, you know, um, Dale McLean. Uh, it, Dale McLean, everything. Um, I will pop up on any of your search bars. Uh, YouTube is Dale McLean. Instagram is Dale McLean. Um, Facebook, I have a Facebook, I, and I need to get on it. Um, it, it may come up Dale McLean, but it also may come up, uh, under my business name, Peaceful Balance Restored, but everything is pretty much Dale McLean. You can learn about me, um, follow, you know, my socials. Um, I have, uh, magazines, uh, that did stories on me. Um, my YouTube page, I have, uh, stories about myself, who is Dale, all of that. So, Everything is Dale McLean, D-E-L-M-C-C-L-A-I-N. Just Google it and you will find me. And everything you need to know about me. Well, mostly everything. Business-wise. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dale. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. I want to thank you for your time. I know this has been a really lengthy episode, but I really think that a lot of people should at least take away one thing so if you actually listen to the show and you got one thing out of one lesson out of this uh a reason why you need to start doing learning your credit and a reason why you get into credit i want you to go ahead on either like subscribe or even leave a comment on apple music because it really helps a lot of people to find me and also to find dell and more about his mission and mission space so i want to thank you all for being on the show all right, this is the About the Wallet podcast. I'm out. Peace.